Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we celebrate the kids. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 14 of the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm exhausted today. Been a lack of sleep week for me, but other than that, hanging in, how are you? You've been up gaming too late, dude. What are you yeah. doing? I know, midnight, like that's it's too late for me nowadays. I wake up early. You're an old man. I really am. But hey, I'm doing great. Uh, pretty productive day, but I am just overjoyed right now because you and I both big gamers. I don't know about you. But right now, for me, it feels like I have so many options. Two months ago, three months ago, I was not enjoying video games whatsoever. There was nothing I could play. Now, I literally feel like I have five to seven options that I could play at any time and absolutely enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, it's it's definitely improved over the last, you know, like a few weeks to months. It's, it's, it has been a little bit slow, just kind of the same things, but... You know, now with Call of Duty, Halo multiplayer dropping, um, you know, it's two new things that are that are pretty enjoyable so far. So I agree. I just don't have as much time in the day anymore to do it. So I don't, I don't even think about it as much as I used to anymore, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Halo, COD, I'm still a big Smite guy. Skyrim Anniversary came out. Uh, Got to go back to my childhood because the new Pokemon games are coming out. So there's a lot of stuff I'm super excited for. But you mentioned Halo multiplayer dropped early. Halo is a game that I think multiple generations have been able to enjoy. It originally came out early 2000s, and I know that people older than me love the game. I'm sure there's some people listening right now that played Halo when they were younger, but really haven't paid much attention. What do you think about the new Halo game? What do you think about the new Halo multiplayer? I mean, I'm horrible at it, but other than that, um, I just got to get used to the time to kill is, is the thing. Yeah. I feel like I shoot a guy enough and then I just kind of light up and it's like, oh, that's right. You got to use a whole clip plus many of them twice from the die in this game. Um, but it, it's it's fun. It, it it feels a lot like old Halo, which is what I want from a game like that. I want it to feel that way because I haven't played Halo very much really since Reach. And before that, you know, like I played Reach a solid amount and ODST was the one I played more prior to that. Um, so you know, those, those are great games, and it's just been so long that now that this new thing's out, and it's free, so I was, well, you know, able to give it a try at, really, at no expense, really, other than what I'm already paying for Game Pass, 
Um, and it's it might even, it might even be just a beta right now. I might not even need Game Pass for it at the moment. But regard, yeah, regardless, um, it's it's pretty good. I just I just got to get better at the game, and I'll enjoy it a lot more. I love Halo. Uh, I was always Call of Duty over Halo all the time, even when it was Halo Three, Halo Three ODST, Halo Reach, the prime of Halo. Uh, I was still Call of Duty over Halo, and it is just such a big change of pace coming into Halo Infinite. And I'm having so much fun. Call of Duty is balls to the wall. You're flying all the time. Like, it's just crazy. A lot of stuff happening. Halo, it's a little bit slower. Like you said, time to kill. A lot slower. So, I'm just having a lot of fun. It's really enjoyable to play with friends. Also, a thing that I love, all the maps are pretty good. There's only one that I don't like. And it's because there's literally only one route to go when you're trying to capture a flag. But all the maps are good. I'm just... Having a great time with friends on it. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid overall. Once, as I mentioned, once I get better, it'll it'll be a little more fun too. Which um, that'll take a while because you know it's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if we didn't play capture the flag four times in a row, I think would have enjoyed it a little more too. I was getting pretty sick of that. Um, I, I just need to go in and, and do some slayer by myself. A little um, just like just kind of like mill little mix up, I guess. I wish we got oddball because oddball is my favorite uh, yeah. game mode right now. It's so fun. But, uh, hey, if any of you are playing Halo or used to play Halo and haven't gotten into Halo Infinite, highly recommend it. I'm having a blast. Chase, he's having an okay time uh, once he gets better. So, like, three years down the road, he will probably enjoy it a little bit more. But on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, we're going to celebrate the kids. We're going to be looking at some of Tampa's top prospects, see what they're doing currently And then we're going to be talking uh, after the commercial break. We got a couple updates with the 2022 draft. So uh, we're going to hop quickly, or or first off, right into that Tampa Bay prospect talk. Let's start it off, Chase. Yeah, so just kind of a rundown, let you guys know where things are standing thus far. Um, You know, number one in terms of scoring across all of the non-Tampa Bay teams for prospects is Jack Thompson. Former guest on the show, uh, four goals, 12 assists, 16 points for 16 games as a defenseman in Sudbury in the OHL. He's playing great. He won Defenseman of the Month, if I'm not mistaken, for October. Uh, had a great start to the year. Been doing really well. Seems like he is in very good position to make the uh, Canadian World Junior Team this year, which that would be pretty cool for him, hoping that that all works out. Um, then, you know, moving on from him, Dr. McDonald's having a solid year with Kitchener. Mikhail uh, Shelgan in Russia is playing in the VHL, doing okay. Uh, and we want to see a little more from him. But uh, other than that, you know, you look at a guy like Samuel Walker, eight points to 12 games. You kind of want a little more from him. Uh, Roman Schmidt is a recent draft pick, eight points to 15 games in the OHL. So, you know, some of these higher profile guys, they're, they're doing okay. Some could be doing better. And, you know, there's a lot of names I can go down on this list too. Um, like, and I can't can hear in a second, but just if you got any reaction to any of those guys at all. Well, I think that we should definitely see if we can reach back out to Jack Thompson after uh, World Juniors is over. Because if he makes that team, that would be an experience I would love to learn about. Yeah. Uh, as well as if we can just keep connections with him. And going forward, let's say he plays for uh, Syracuse at the end of the year or something. Or, or he comes up to Tampa in a couple of years from now. We can talk to him. And see what that experience is like as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still stay in contact. That that'd be cool. But um, a couple other names I want to mention. Ian Powell's a guy I really like. Uh, two two assists or twelve games at Boston College right now. I'd like to see him score a little bit more. Dylan Duke is another name making the transition at Michigan. Five points through eleven games, one goal, four assists. Playing on a pretty stacked team, not playing a whole lot of minutes. So you know he, I think he's fending pretty well there. 
and he's going to continue to develop and prove to be a, a big time steal of that draft class. And final name uh, that I just want to mention real quick: Gage Concalves, six points through twelve games. So actually, I didn't mention Jack Finley either. He's doing pretty well to almost point per game in the dub. So that's just just a quick rundown. Um, prospects are looking solid, not like unreal. Jack Thompson's really the only one that's taken like that next step of these guys as far. I would say. And if you want to look at that too, um, Miftikov's played pretty solid in the American League thus far too. And then you mentioned Dylan Duke and how he's on a stacked roster over there in Michigan. Uh, this was a team that you and I both looked at as like, this is Michigan's here. Like there's no way anyone's going to take it from them. Uh, sure enough, Western Michigan comes in and beats Michigan five to two in Ann Arbor. That's not a good look for a team that has the likes of Owen power um, Maddie Beniers, uh, Kent Johnson, all those guys. And forget Captain Nick Blankenberg. Could have played against in high school hockey. Yeah. Just in- incredible. But yeah, it was shocking. Uh, thought that it was going to be a while until they got the first loss. You know, it's going to happen in hockey. You're not going to win every game in the year. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, but I didn't think it was going to be to Western. But Western has a better team than expected as well this year. They're playing pretty solid. They're kind of getting back to where they used to be a couple years ago. Regardless, it's still, you know, a serious mission should have swept. Shouldn't have been that close in the second game either that they won. Uh, Michigan really should be working anybody but the top, like, five to ten teams, and then those games should just be closer ones that they happen to lose one or two. That's really how it should be. Yeah. Craziness happening in college hockey, and it really seems like that's the case for sports overall. Like, you look at college football, some of the top teams you expect to be in that conversation for the playoffs, not there anymore. The NFL, you have some crazy upsets. And then in the NHL, too, you've got teams starting off really slow. you got teams starting off really hot. Sports is just in a weird spot right now, but I love it. There's a huge mix, and that's something you love to see because a couple of years back when it came to basketball, it was always LeBron and Steph Curry, and it was just like, why? Give us a little bit of change of pace. We have that this year. Yes. Let's hop over to Tampa Bay versus the Islanders. Uh, this was a very physical game. And it ends with Tampa continuing to get a second win in a row and the eighth game in a row where they notch a point on their belt. Yeah, it's, it's a solid little run. Uh, you know, if you keep getting points in every game, you know, you got to get more than one point every game to make playoffs because 82 points isn't going to cut it. But, you know, if you get three points out of every four games, uh, that, you know, or three points of every two games, excuse me, that's, that's a pretty good rate. So things keep going this way. You know, we're not going to have too many issues, but. As you mentioned, you know, physical, tough matchup we saw. I mean, really three fights, I guess. Um, you know, Maroon and Char went pretty much right off the draw four seconds into the game. I think is what it was, the actual timestamp. Uh, that, that, you know, that, that was a solid one watching today. You know, Char, you know, the the old veteran, the oldest player in the league, go at it. That was cool. Other than that, you know, Anthony Sorelli, he got in one with Brock Nelson. And then later on, Char and Borchuk, they had a little scuffle too, so. It, it was an action-packed game, uh, you know, one that Tampa comes out on top as well. So, you know, you're happy to see the physicality, the fighting, then you're happy to see the outcome. Absolutely. And when we're looking at how that game impacts us in the standings, we now sit third in the Atlantic, and we are actually top 10 now when it comes to point percentage. Our last 10 games, 6-1-3. and three. The team's been hot. Even if they're not winning games, they're getting points, and that's what we needed to see. A couple, couple weeks back, we were very worried. You know, the team wasn't playing up to expectation. Now they're getting more in the groove, and that's, again, without Nikita Kucherov. So this team, yet again, could be that top team when we're looking towards playoffs. But we have a crazy episode today because not only are we going to be previewing one game, 
not just two, but three Ooh. games to preview. We got a game Thursday night, Saturday Ooh. night, and Sunday night. This is the most we've previewed since last season. Tampa Bay going to be playing a lot of games here. And that's good because currently they only have 14 games. Look at the rest of the Atlantic. We're sitting at 16, 17, 18. Boston's really low at 13 as well, but going to be picking up some games here. So let's go into Thursday night's game. This is going to be versus the Flyers. What do we expect here? Yeah, this one will be in Philly. Uh, Philly's playing pretty solid this year. They're kind of a similar team to Tampa doing the same type of things, but um, really and not the resurgence for Carter Hart is finally starting to show he's playing a lot better. He's got a 935 save percentage on the year. Martin Jones is doing very well, too. They're just not getting a whole lot of, you know, offense right now. They're 23rd in goals for, but 3rd in goals against. So it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a game where Philly plays great defensively. The goalies end up standing on their head, and Tampa just got to, you know, capitalize on the opportunities that they get. Absolutely. it's. I think it's going to be one that, uh, at least in this next three-game stretch, this is the one I'm most worried about. We've got New Jersey on Saturday, Minnesota, who's playing great on Sunday, but... If you get a hot Carter Hart or a hot Martin Jones, whoever is going to play in this one, it's going to be a tough matchup. So I think that as long as Tampa can put a couple past whichever goaltender it is, we should be okay. Andre Vasilevsky playing really well right now. And with their lack of scoring, it should be a win if we can score. Indeed it should. We go over to Saturday night. This one is back in Tampa as New Jersey comes here and this is a game I fully expect to win even though New Jersey they have been better this year than they have in years past this is one I fully expect us to take yeah you know I, I would agree um I was just looking and saw that Dawson Mercer has six points in his last five games and a four game point streak so good for him uh a guy that I didn't you know I, I thought was a, kind of a little overhyped going to the draft year but He's rounding out, becoming a you know a real solid player, and he's doing well in New Jersey, so good for him. But regardless, you got Jonathan Bernier and Mackenzie Blackwood, and either guy could go. Either guy could play pretty well, too. Both of them have winning records on the year, above 9-10 save percentages. They're, they're, you know, they're doing pretty good. Uh, it's it's just a, a talented team. Anytime you got to face against a team that has Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton and Nico Hishier and the legend Pavel Zaka, the best player in the league. Right. Uh, you know, that, it's, it's a tough draw. It's a tough draw. And the one thing that I think Tampa will be able to take advantage of is the special teams aspect. You look at New Jersey's power play and penalty kill, both bottom 10 in the league right now. Completely forgot Jack Hughes on IR. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that, again, you know, doesn't change anything because they have Pavel Zaka, the best player in the league. And Nico Hischer, former first overall pick. Yeah, the largest jump ever from a preseason to end of season or preseason pull to drafting I guess really ever since initial central scouting made up their organization sure that the word yeah let's go with it and then finally the final game we're going to be previewing Minnesota versus Tampa Minnesota they're playing very well right now but when you look at the last 10 Tampa has the advantage there six one and three for Tampa Minnesota six and four I'm I'm giving it to Tampa easily on this one I, I think this one is going to show the dominance that Tampa still has. They're going to come out, play a really good Minnesota team, and put them in the dirt. It's going to be hard having this, you know, like be the third game in four days, but at the end of the day, this also is probably in reality the easiest of the matchups. Uh, even though, like, New Jersey's not an incredibly hard matchup in reality, they, if, they, if they're going hot, they have enough talent where they can go out and win. Where Minnesota, you know, I just don't 
I don't love the goaltending. I mean, when you got Talbot and Kakin and that's two fine goalies, but like it's really about it. Uh, it, it really is going to be on the back of a guy like Kirill Kaprizov. If he can go and, you know, take over a game like he has obviously been able to do so far in his young NHL career, young hockey career in general, then it's, it's going to make it a little bit harder. But he is off to a little bit of a slower start than I expected. Um, you, you know, he's bound to pick it up here sometime soon. Hopefully it's after this game, though. And this is a game that I'm actually interested in watching because we've talked about it for years now that when you look at Western hockey, Western Conference hockey, that's just so slow. They have something about them that just, eh, you know, rubs me the wrong way. Minnesota, they have taken a, a total flip over the past couple of years because they're currently sitting 10th in goals for and the likes of Kaprizov and Hartman and a bunch of other guys they got going is going to increase that speed, increase that watchability. So this is a game I'm excited for. Apparently, Marcus Foligno's in that boat as well. He's got 10 points for 15 games. Not bad, eh? Resurgence. Yeah. Where was he last? Buffalo, right? Or was he somewhere in between Buffalo and Minnesota? Either way. Either way, you leave Buffalo and you you just become amazing. Is Jack going to score 100 in Vegas? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, he might. By the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he, come he in. Might, he might. He's gonna come in in February and just light the league on fire. It'll be like that. Like that. I think it was thirty or forty game stretch where Wayne Gretzky literally averaged three points a game, and like in the two hundred fifteen point season. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, I want to quickly look at stats and say, haha, Leon Drysaddle is still better than Connor McDavid. Drysaddle sitting at the top in points with thirty three. McDavid only twenty nine. He's he's kind of he's kind of trash now. What a bomb. Yeah. Uh, rookies, Lucas Raymond, Mort Sider. Not a big surprise. Oh, Lucas Raymond is on pace for in the in, in the two thousands. The only rookies that had a better um, pace as um, twenty year olds or, or younger were Sidney Crosby and Elias Pettersson. So he's in. Some per- that's all right. He's in some pretty. It was a pretty good company there. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Troy Terry. He's still lighting the league on fire too. I don't know where. <laughs> well, I, I, I last saw was a 14 game streak. I don't know if they've played since I saw that. It was like two or three, it was like two or three days ago. Um, but like, damn. Yeah. Absolute stud. All right. We're going to go to a quick commercial break on the other side of the commercial break. Going to be talking some news as well as give you that quick update on the 2022 draft. The NHL season is underway and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. If you knew any sports betting, make sure to head over there. And it's funny, while the ad was reading through, Chase and I were talking about our fantasy leagues. And, you know, Chase wanted me to sell. I was actually thinking about selling my fantasy football team because uh, it is a dynasty. Look forward towards the future. But I saw, hey, I'm still in fourth place, even though I'm six and four, fourth place in the league, still in playoffs. Third, when it comes to points for. So let's actually start to make a move. That's what I did. I went after Tampa's own Leonard Fournette. So we'll see if he can get me some wins here. But would have been awesome to just get Najee Harris from you for free. But now you're selfish instead. <laughs> How would that happen? Uh, you know, you would have. If I sold, I was giving up Najee. You would have wanted me to rookie? win. Yeah, no. you, you would have wanted me to win, you silly goose. I only want you to win when you offer me $10. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's my good luck charm. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, if I'm still in it, then I can't. But if I get bounced round one or something, then maybe we can do that again. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's go look at some news. Dion Fagoof. Dion Fanoff, he is officially retired. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought this happened before, but apparently it didn't. But 14 years, 30, the 36-year-old has retired. Um, you know, I saw nothing but a lot of really great like stories on, on Twitter after about how Awesome this guy was in the community uh, to fans, all this stuff. And, you know, that, that's stuff you like to see from pro athletes. So good on Fanoff. Uh, you know, best of luck in now your official retirement. Don't know what you got planned. But whatever you do, hopefully you do well. It's just too bad that he spent a big part of his career in Toronto where all he did was just bash him and call him a pylon. Oh, yeah, it was it was bad. If he's such a good guy, I mean, what, what, why do you get so much hate? Oh, because it's Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's just that let's listen here Toronto fans you guys are the worst you guys are like Philly fans for football yeah it's just it's so brutal on your players brutal I, I get the want for success but when you're just like personally attacking people like come on yeah let's, I, let's I, not be dumb yeah like 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 take a seat I'm like well why don't you take a seat why don't you take a seat uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> um Let's let's go over and, and, and talk to, about uh, Team China. We were talking about them in past episodes, how this is a team that's going to get absolutely steamrolled by the likes of Canada and U.S. and Germany and all that when it comes to the Olympics. But we have a little bit of an update on their actual camp roster. Yeah, so based on what happened, you know, we, we talked about that game um, and that they were going to, like, try out their, what's it called, their... Um, Oh. Imports and stuff. like like they're like their roster. I don't know why I'm struggling with words. It's it's the it's the nine hours of sleep in the last three days is what it is. There you go. But they they were gonna play a potential roster, so we thought it was gonna be a lot of Chinese born players in it. But no, apparently they just went with the guys that have the passports, the guys that have that could play internationally. So like you know Brandon Yip and for example Zach Yu and those guys around that roster. And apparently it was not very liked by the Chinese Hockey Federation because um and. A week from this episode releasing, November 25th, China is, or the IIHF is going to decide if they want to keep China in the Olympics or not. They, they might take them out of the Olympic ice hockey event just flat out. Yee. So they are obviously not happy with how they played, and they're nervous. I, I think part of it is going to be if they say, you can't just, like, we don't want you doing any imports. You get, like, if they're, like China says they don't do any imports, then the IHF will say, no, absolutely not. But if they allow the imports, um, maybe try to add a couple guys that have, you know, uh, Asian heritage, even maybe not even just Chinese, but Asian heritage in general. And maybe they'll maybe they'll be OK and allow it like that, something like that. But, you know, there could be a little bit of an issue there. 
Yeah. Uh, China's the host country, correct? They are. That's so, the only reason that, that they have a team right now. Yeah. So, like, I get that the IIHF wants to hold up the integrity of the games being played, so they don't want to have a, a team get blown out, you know, 20 to nothing. But when it comes to the host country, I feel like you can't get rid of that team. It's literally in China. I don't know. It's it's hard. The score legitimately might be worse than 20 to nothing. Which is like, it sucks. But at the same time, if there is a team being, or Olympics being hosted here, and the U.S. was going to, whatever it is, not, not hockey, you know, something else, uh, underwater basket weaving, whatever it is. If our team is going to get absolutely blown out, and someone wants to be like, no, U.S. can't compete. I would be like, frick you, dude. Yeah. Like, this is, we're hosting it. We, we get a team. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's, that's, I guess, where I stand, too. I think they should be in there. But they need to just loosen up the restrictions. Like, like Korea did it, and they stopped themselves from getting embarrassed. And, like, that, they obviously, they, everyone knew they were going to lose the games. But they played a lot better than people thought. It, it can be done. Just China needs to be willing to let it be done. All right, that's the message to China. Uh, yeah, China, we know you're listening. Is is there any, like, tools where you can, like, put people's voice into, like, a program and it spits it out in, like, a, a different um, language? Is that a thing? Google Translate? I mean, that's, like, <laughs> typing, not, like, actual You, you can sound. speak into Google Translate and it'll change it over. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay, so perfect. They can just put the podcast up to Google Translate and then yeah, China because, will get our message. No one in that country speaks English at all. Not one person. You think the people at the very top do? Yeah, they for sure do. It's, <laughs> How am I it, supposed to it, know? I've never been to China. First world countries, English is like required. You need to know it. We're really like the only country in the world that doesn't like make you learn other languages. Eh, not Montreal. I mean, it's not. I know it's not a country, but like they all speak English fluently. They just refuse to speak because they're stuck up. Well, there you go. All right, let's go over the 2022 draft updates. Yeah, so. Kind of, you know, similar thing to what we did with, um, you know, the prospect breakdown. Just kind of going over where things are standing right now with some guys, um, updates on some of the top players. Shane Wright, uh, the potential Bad player. Yeah, the potential first overall pick. If you want to call him potential, you can call him locked and loaded at this point, honestly. Um, he, he's doing good. Like he, He's over a point per game. He's at 18 points in 14 games. He was off to a slow start. Like He only had like five points for six games, so... Um, he's, he's getting a little better in the, in the last eight, you know, 13 points. You kind of expect a lot more, to be honest. Like I, th- I generally thought Shane Wright's in for a two point per game season, like easily in the OHL and not quite there yet. It happens. He's not on an unreal Kingston team by any means. He's like, you know, by far like the only, not the only player, but the best player on his team and not a whole lot of help around him. But I think that he's, he's going to find his game once he goes to, um, Canada, the World Juniors for Canada ends up playing a pretty big role for them. Um, he'll 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 end up coming back after that, go on a heater, play really well. Um, you know, he's gonna be just fine going forward. But then you look at some of the other names. You know, based on EP's consolidated rankings, uh, Matthew Savoy is now ranked number two because he's off to a hot, hot, hot start of the year. Twenty nine points through eighteen games, playing really well. Uh, really showing that he's a true elite NHL talent. Some names behind him: Simone Namich, Yaris Slavkovsky, Brad Lambert. Uh, you know, those last two names are both kind of struggling in the finish league. Uh, Slavkovsky's got three points through 13 games, where Lambert's got four points through 15. Lambert was a guy who was scoring at a pretty decent rate last year, so you were kind of hoping he was going to take a step up and be like 
kind of like what Lundell and, and Barkov did, you know, score like at least a like half point per game, maybe, maybe even score close to a point per game. Um, but not happening quite yet. We'll see if he can figure it out. Ivan Moroshachenko, he's just at, you know, about half point per game in the VHL, which is like their American League. I thought he'd be playing in the KHL. He's struggling a little bit. But you look at a guy who is playing in the KHL, Danilo Yurov, no points through 17 games. Um, but that's because, you know, he is playing in in the KHL as a 17-year-old. You don't get a lot of minutes. So mm-hmm. you, you look at the top and, you know, you, you see some guys that are, like by some guys, I'd really say two guys that are performing at or above expectations in Savoy and Namich, and the rest are all just kind of, underwhelming a little bit thus far. But then you look at some of the other names, and Logan Cooley's playing great for Team USA. Joachim Kemmel slowed down a little bit, but he's still got 12 goals for 16 games. Um, Connor Geeky's playing pretty well. Rucker McGordy's doing great. Seamus Casey's looking awesome. The, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of names to to really be excited for, but the you know that top little bit is kind of off to a slow start. Question for you. If you were in Yurov's position where you're playing in the KHL, but you're not getting the time. You're not really being able to produce like you would want to be. Coming into your draft year, would you try to do something to get to a lower level so that you can play more, or are you fine with just sitting up in the KHL playing like seven night, uh, seven minutes a night, and not really doing anything? I'd rather, I'd honestly rather be in the KHL. Like, it's not about money, but like you're also you're, you're making money just yeah. on the bench in the KHL. So, so that, you know that, that that's a, that's a good help. And on top of that, you're still practicing every day with a lot older players and a lot more currently talented players and like players that are just more fitted for pro hockey. So you're being around that invite more often. It's kind of better for your growth, even if you're just sitting there not playing a whole lot. The opportunity is going to come. He's going to go to uh, the World Juniors. He's going to be one of the you know few young players that Russia takes, and he's going to play very well. He's he's going to be borderline point per game. I'm telling you, kid's pretty damn good. Um, you know he'll be just fine. What I would hope. I don't know what his contract situation is but it would be great if it ran out this year and he was able to come over and either play in the American league or go play major junior for a year. Cause you know, I don't, I, I hate seeing, I just hate seeing young players in Europe, not play, you know, you look at Lucas Raymond last year in Sweden. He was like, I don't even think it was half, half point per game to be honest. He, he's a point per game in the NHL this year. Like, like you gotta, like they don't play those guys. Cause they, that's just not how they operate, but like you just gotta play the best player. So hopefully, um, he sticks it out this year and he's, he's going to have to, he's going to have no choice, but stick it out this year. And then next year, be able to reevaluate options. And I'm excited to watch world juniors. That's going to be a big shakeup for some of these guys who like, uh, year of isn't getting a lot of playing time, but it's going to be so fun. I mean, you got so many good, uh, players that are outside of North America. You're just talking about, uh, Marosh Nachenkov and Slef, uh, Slefkovsky and, you know, some other players. So I think it's going to be a really fun tournament this year and I'm excited to see old Seamus Casey on the U.S. Yeah, dude, he he's awesome. Lo- love the name and the damn good hockey player too. He's he's exciting to watch. All right, well, let's now move on to hockey name of the day, the final segment of the day. I'm gonna scroll on down. Ooh, Zeth. That's a weird name. I know. Instead of Seth, I know. Little, little Zeth. Zeth. Stal Stalmazak. Stalmazak. Zeth Stalmashik. Zeth is a 19-year-old, uh, just recently turned 19, actually, about a week ago, uh, from Michigan, actually. Ago, okay, from Temperance, Michigan, um, playing in the USPHL Premier League this year. Got 16 points in 26 games with the Toledo Cherokee. You know, so- solid start. Someone who's going to go play some lower-level college hockey, you know, 5'10", 161. Uh, maybe he can, you know, make something out of it going forward. Uh, maybe, you know, like guys go from low-end, 
college hockey and go out and play pro, you know, more often than people realize. So maybe we'll see him, you know, kicking around in the East Coast League over in Europe one day, but the NHL is very unlikely. Any idea on the heritage there? I'm not actually sure. I would have to guess Polish. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my, my guess would be Polish. We'll have to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, we will. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. If you could, end them. Or send them out on an outro. There I will go. end you all. Uh, <laughs> you I just want to thank you guys for listening. You want to check us on Patreon. Support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. You want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. There you go. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. WMP Sports Pod. That way you get all the content you need between those three platforms. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcast network there. Boom. Click the logo at Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy. Make sure to check out the blog later at it. Wherever you're listening, curious five stars, send your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you don't forget to code THBN with Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.